If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, live on a Friday in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, best show of the week, Julian Edelman stops by today. Blazing five, one hour from now. We are loaded. NFL on a Thursday night. We were just waiting for the cover. That's all it was. We were just waiting for the cover. Uh, Both teams were missing uh, good players. Giants missing the left tackle. They'll really hurt. J-Mac... That was, um, you know, Brock Purdy, I'm sitting here watching him. They blitzed all night, handled the pressure. One time they put 10 in the box, just threw it away. It's amazing. Everybody's waiting for him to fail. He's not failing. Not quite. Daniel Jones failed a lot last night. He was yeah, he does. all kinds of bad. Yeah, so, you know, I look at the numbers last night. Third down, Brock Purdy was really good. Time of possession, he controlled it. Yards per pass, not a lot of dink and dunk. He's throwing it up the sideline. 26 first down, dominated the game. We've become so obsessed with the upside of quarterback. We fell in love with Zach Wilson because of a throw at the combine. Justin Fields' size and his ability to run. Yeah, maybe Brock Purdy's ceiling's a little lower. Maybe a lot lower. But his floor is really high. He rarely even has a bad half or a quarter. He was very okay in that playoff game against Dallas. You know, the great Cowboy defense, but he completed 65% of his throws, won the game, and had no picks. San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco scored 30-plus points in all but two games he started and been healthy. He stays out of trouble. He accurately delivers the ball to the right people. Debo, Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, usually Brandon Ayuk, who was out last night. I think he moves pretty well. They can move the pocket with him. He moves well enough. He doesn't move too well where he's paralyzed by running. He sits in the pocket and throws strikes. He doesn't shrink. He doesn't have that Kirk Cousins-like teeth-clenching stuff. 
I don't see a guy that's overwhelmed. I see a guy that moves well. I see a guy that gets rid of the ball accurately. He's confident. He's not cocky. Uh, San Francisco's offense is a symphony, and he keeps the beat. And this happens all the time. American Idol was the number one show on television in America when, you know, linear TV used to be a thing. Number one show for a decade. Every network, including this one, passed on it once. We circled back and got it. Good for us. Tom Brady, best quarterback ever, sixth round. Jokic, most dominant player in the NBA, second round. Not only does it happen with guys like Brock Purdy, who are good, Tony Romo was really good. Kurt Warner was great. It happens all the time with stars. But here's the thing. The NFL now is so quarterback-centric that we believe if you win, it has to overwhelmingly be the quarterback. No, it doesn't. No, it does San Francisco had more yards last night after the catch than the Giants had total yards. The ball, get it to the guys, let them break tackles. Debo breaks tackle, tackles. Christian McCaffrey breaks tackles. Kittle breaks tackles. Get him the ball early, step out of the way. The story in Kansas City this year is not Mahomes. It's their defense. The story with the Rams is a rookie wide receiver getting better than Cooper Cup numbers. The story with the Cowboys is defense. You can win in this league a lot of games without a Hall of Famer at quarterback. Even Mahomes this year, the story is how good that defense is, probably his best. San Francisco, A-plus coach, A-plus skill positions, A-plus defense, and a quarterback that doesn't shrink, doesn't cost you anything for a couple of years. I don't even remember him at the combine, but you're waiting to see more of him. This is what he is, and he doesn't make mistakes. His passer rating's 112. Well, he's got this. Well, he's got that. Well, Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl when he had Sean McVay. You know, Russell Wilson was good when he had Pete Carroll. Everybody has a, well, he's got blank. Aikman had Jimmy Johnson. Marino had Shula. John Elway had one of the greatest coaches ever, Mike Shannon. Everybody's got to have something. There's no quarterbacks winning Super Bowls with lousy coaches and bad O-lines and crappy defenses. You got to have something. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's brilliant. Yeah, the defense is stacked. And in two years, three years, when they have to pay Brock Purdy, maybe it won't be as stacked. But we're obsessed with the upside. What about, this? What about the floor? This kid just doesn't have bad halves. <laughs> Even against Dallas, 65% completion percentage, no picks, got it to the right guys enough, and they won the game. And he's humble, and he's hungry. Here's Brock Purdy after. I feel like, you know, there's, there's some throws out there that I missed that could have, you know, obviously helped us get, get the lead earlier and quicker um, and faster. So um, those are the things that, you know, sort of are in my mouth that, you know, I have sort of a bad taste from that I want to be better at. So um, watch the film, keep getting better, and, we just want to keep winning. All right. So how about the other team? Um, the Giants have the worst first half point differential through three games in like 30 years, 1991. They can't score when the plays are scripted with a really, really good, smart head coach. Daniel Jones in prime time, and these numbers matter because that's against good teams and good quarterbacks, right? That's what TV networks want the New York market. They don't necessarily love the 
Giants, but they want the New York market. And since the Giants aren't that interesting, usually they face a great roster full of stars or a great quarterback. And Daniel Jones, in his career in primetime, is 1-11. Oh, no, that's not the worst part. His passer rating's 70, almost 60s. More picks than TDs, 1-11. And that's the illustration of what the Giants are against quality. They can't even compete with the Cowboys and the Eagles right now. Forget the Super Bowl. Forget the NFL. In their own division, they're not close to the Cowboys or Eagles. Those defense suffocate this offense. And again, that's with Brian Dable and Saquon Barkley usually and a great left tackle usually suffocated. And I'll tell you something. I could be wrong on this, but I think Washington, this happens every year. We get to October and go, that team is good. I think it could be Washington. So they reached at Daniel Jones at number six pick in the draft, and they reached on the $40 million per year contract. It felt so Cleveland. It felt so Cleveland. There's always been this clear divide in the NFL. And I said, because I, I lived around Giants fans for years in Connecticut for 10 years. Almost all my friends, they I, not a lot of Jets fans. It was Giants fans or Patriot fans. And there's always been this clear divide in the NFL. I don't even have to name the teams. Well-run organizations, you know them, and poorly run organizations. Forever. You know them. And about 10, 11 years ago, the Giants made this big leap into the have-nots crowd. Since they won the Super Bowl in 2011, 11 full seasons, eight under 500, zero division titles. This is worse. Six coaches. You know what I'm talking about. You know the franchises that do that. They always look down at the Jets. No, you're looking square at the Jets. In fact, in terms of personnel, the Jets' defense stacked. The Giants is good. I mean, it, you look down at the Jets. You can't, can't look down at anybody. Can't look down at Detroit. Detroit's better than you. Can't look down at Washington right now. Got to look up at them in the standings. The only drama last night would probably be, are the Niners going to cover? I mean, you watch the game. I watch the game. That's all I thought about. Yeah, when are the, when are the 49ers going to cover? That was the only drama. When are the 49ers going to cover? So I, you know, I, I'm looking around at this thing. I think they have a very smart GM and coach. So there's light at the end of the tunnel, but they are tied to this Daniel Jones contract. They've, 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 there's some light, but they've become Nebraska football. Power, titles, relevance, off the radar. And it, 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 and I, always cons I always called them the accounting firm of the NFL. Details, even when successful, boring, but you knew what you were getting, a bedrock of details and toughness and long hours. That was the New York Giants brand. Now, I don't even think they have a brand. They have a good coach, a clever general manager, and the quarterback can move a little. But I, I only thing I was thinking about last night, will the Niners cover? And I mean, even when it was close early, it's like, man, what are they going to pop through this thing? Here's Daniel Jones after. It's not, uh, you know, not what we 
not what we're trying to do. So we gotta gotta find a way to, to figure that out, execute better early in the game, finish in the end zone, uh, take advantage of our opportunities. But it comes down to to making plays and, and executing better in those situations. Well, I tried to be positive before the season, but you take Saquon and Andrew Thomas out of that offense, and by the way, the young receiver, uh, not not getting a lot of looks last night. So, J Mac, right now. Right now, you're on the you're on the right side of the New York Giants. Yeah, it feels good to give out some money on a Thursday night while also watching the Giants just flop around like a dead fish. They look so bad on offense. Three point three yards per play, Colin. That's it. One hundred fifty yards. If they weren't gifted that penalty on the punt where they took over at the Niners like thirty seven, they don't get in the end zone at all. They don't sniff the end zone. That was that's a bad football team. Yeah, I mean they've played twelve quarters of football and they've been outplayed in nine of them. Like, significantly outplayed. Well, what's concerning is they're really atrocious early. So in Denver, we're saying we don't like what we see, but Peyton and Russell Wilson are very effective early on script. Well, the Giants have been okay in the second half of one game, but they're not good even on script. And you would think with a clever coach, you know, they don't know what you're going to do. There's the element of surprise. Even like mediocre offenses can usually in their first couple of series surprise you, pick up yards, yeah. misdirection. No, they don't do that either. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD when you download the app. All right, I'm going to go with a three-dog parlay pick via DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chargers plus one of the Vikings. They have a better team. They're desperate, better roster. And I think this is the moment for the Chargers this season. Line in the sand. Lose. They're thinking about a new coach. I think they win. They've had moments in both their losses. Chargers win by a touchdown. Steelers plus three at the Raiders. Why? I think Pittsburgh's a better roster overall after an ugly win and an epically bad performance by the O-line. They'll hear about it from Tomlin and play inspired. Take the Steelers by a touchdown. And Rams plus one at the Bengals, Joe Burrow may not play, and the Rams are the shock of the league. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code H-E-R-D HERD when you download the app. Chargers, Steelers, Rams. Like it, I love it. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. GainBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money, reliable returns, take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at GainBridge.io. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. So great to have you back on a Friday. We have a great show. Blazing 5, 40 minutes from now. Love my picks. I haven't said that the first two weeks. Love them. I don't think I said that. Julian Edelman stops by today. One of the smartest coaches last 20 years in college football. Chris Peterson is joining us in studio. He's talking Colorado and Oregon. There's Notre Dame and Ohio State. There's big games all weekend. Blazing five again, top of next hour. So an NFL executive was quoted saying about Deion Sanders, he might skip the NFL. He'll have to deal with parody in the NFL. He might not have the same impact in the NFL he has in college. He'll be limited on how many guys he can bring in and attract because of the cap and the draft. Well, with very few exceptions like Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson, um, most coaches do not succeed at both. Most don't succeed at one. Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson succeeded at a high level, Super Bowls, natties at both. Here's the thing. It's a different job. College head coach, you control everything. Jim Harbaugh was very, very effective at the college level everywhere. And he had success in the NFL. Jim likes to control personnel. So did Urban Meyer. Jimmy Johnson was known as great in personnel. So was Pete Carroll. You don't get that in the NFL. College football coach runs the show. Saban, Urban, uh, Harbaugh, uh, that you run the show. In the NFL, you have to have a symbiotic relationship with the GM and the owner. In fact, Harbaugh, Trent Baalke, did not get along very well, the GM in San Francisco. So it was a struggle. So some of these college coaches, I, even coaches I like, college basketball coaches, college football coaches, Coach K and Saban, can be a little bit of a control freak. You cannot be the biggest star in the NFL. Your quarterback, your star receiver, your edge rusher are. The owner also wants to be seen as a star. In the NFL, it's bigger cities, louder media, more criticism. Uh, You can't schedule around competition. Bottom line, in college, a salesman thrives. In college, salesmen die. Dion right now is an unbelievable salesman. And he doesn't even have good real estate yet. He's a great salesman. 
And he's a little controlling, even with his son, which it's his son. He's every right to. But right now, he's controlling everything. Everything goes through him. In the NFL, the GM makes calls all day and doesn't even give you a heads up. They're talking about personnel, players. They're not giving you a heads up. Now, people will look at Belichick and say, well, he's controlling. And I would argue since Brady left, it's absolutely hurt him in the draft. But when Josh McDaniels, Brady, and Dante Skarnecchia, the offensive line coach, were there and closer to their prime, he let those guys run the show offensively. So I think Dion appears to be absolutely, it's not a criticism, perfect for college football. Joel Klatt on our show earlier this week talked about it. Dion doesn't want to coach in the NFL. He's told me that point blank to my face. Um, he believes that his role is more as a mentor. Yeah. He loves coaching kids, yeah. um, and, and this is where he feels called. In fact, the word that he used with us in our, in our meeting, and you'll know this because he's very forward about his faith, he believes that this is his ministry, to be there for kids in college, be a father figure to kids in this moment in their life. He's not going to the NFL, period. Now, whether he's at Colorado for any length of time, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because there's going to be a lot of people that come calling. Now, I never say never. Jerry Jones calls, offers $10 million plus. Uh, you know, he's got history. But you don't have an impulsive ego owner in college. You control personnel. The quarterback doesn't make four times what you do. A GM wanting credit. Dion gets to get the credit. Dion gets the love. Dion gets the mission. Dion makes the calls. And that matters a lot. Jim Harbaugh succeeded to some degree at both, but I think Harbaugh's better suited. And I've talked to GMs about this in the NFL. He's better suited for college. So is Saban. Pete Carroll's had to relinquish power in the draft. What a shock. Seattle's drafted better last couple drafts when Pete stepped back. Belichick won't. It's to his undoing. But uh, I think he's found his place, whether it, like Klatt said, is Colorado long-term, I don't know. It's good for the sport, it's good for him, it's good for the kids, and it's been a blast to watch. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news! This is the Herdline News. Yesterday was Justin Fields' day. It was. Uh, basically a pinata after saying some silly stuff to the media, then blamed it on the media, trying to get clicks. Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes has now chimed in. The two-time MVP offered some advice for the dr struggling Justin Fields. Trust your talent. Trust your instincts. Uh, he's here for a reason. Um, he's made a lot of big plays happen in the NFL and, and in college, wherever he's been. So just trust in your instincts um, and then go out there and be the player that you've always been, just not against us, hopefully. Yeah, this was a game I, 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 I think Justin Fields against that Kansas City defense feels like there's not much there. I will say this, though. I do believe and hope that they abandon the Tampa Bay game plan and go back to allowing Justin Fields to move and run. At this point in his career, he's better at it. This Tampa game plan was sit in the pocket. Hey, that's not right now. That's not his strength. It may never be, but right now he can pick up first downs and can move the chains running. Allow him to lean into him. So the only problem with that is they did that last year. He ran for a ton of yards, and they lost 10 straight games. You know, like, if that didn't work, this isn't working. So maybe there is no solution. I'll defend Fields for a second just because that's what I do. Um, so their left tackle's out this week. The backup has not played a snap this season. 
the center has graded out, according to Pro Football Focus, as the worst center in the NFL. Now he faces Chris Jones. And the guards are basically glorified traffic cones, according to the grades. Like, they cannot protect Justin Fields. And by the so, way, defensive head coach, there's a real trend in yeah. the league. They certainly don't correct them quickly. So essentially, Eberflus became a coaching star when he bottled up Mahomes. Do you remember at Sunday Night Football, Colts, uh, I think it was in it was in KC. It was a masterful performance, and it, they won 19-13. They sacked Mahomes, and he was just rat. He didn't know what was going on. So maybe Eberflus is able to conjure some magic. But that was like 2019. Like <laughs> a lot's happened since then. I don't, can you make any case for the Bears here, Colin? No. Covering, maybe not winning. 12 and a half? Yeah. When's the last time they had a good O-line? When uh, Olin Kreutz was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, on it, he was great. But I mean, it, it, it's... You have the, to look back to like Walter Payton when he was dominating. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a, in the 70s, you could have a, a defensive coach and a great O-line. Uh, you know, I it just, just... It seems the ongoing trend is the worst O-lines are almost all... Almost all defensive coaches, and they don't have the ability to correct it. Sean McVay changed the O-line for the Rams, moved the left tackle to right guard in one offseason. Andy Reid did it in one offseason. Pittsburgh. Chicago. How, they've, they've given draft capital to it. They've used draft picks on it. Last year, again, one of their top picks. A tackle. It's still bad. Um... We'll see, Bears. I, I don't. I just. It's tough for me to lay twelve and a half with KC. I don't. I They'll sleepwalk through. Maybe they get a fourteen nothing lead, and they're just like, all right, let's mail it I in. I wouldn't have bet last night's game, and I and I knew going in, it was a matter of when will the Niners cover. I hate in Couple the days, NFL yeah. giving up yeah. 12, 13 points. Uh-huh. It's the Giants, so I, I felt good. Uh, next up, uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow still day to day after re-aggravating his calf strain in Week Two. Uh, there was some video of him walking across the street, and people are, like, trying to scrutinize. Is there a limp? What's going on? He's wearing, like, a sleeve. Well, they don't throw um, the ball down the field effectively this year. And that's always right been now, that's yeah. that's always been their thing is the over-the-top throw. They are bad. They're not throwing the ball down the field at all with any efficiency. So yesterday, the Patriots went out and grabbed Will Greer, their third-string quarterback, who'd been with the Bengals on the practice squad for, like, three weeks. So the Bengals, just this morning, within the last hour, grabbed a guy, uh, Stinnett, I believe is his name, oh, yeah. who has been with the Bengals before knows the system. And everybody's trying to parse, does that mean Burrow's out? And like Stinnett's the backup to Brown. You know, you know what it feels like to me? Belichick saying to himself, "We're the only way we can get in is wild card, and we could be battling Cincinnati for a wild card spot. Let's weaken them at quarterback. Belichick loves to do this. Oh, he's yeah. been doing it his whole career. I mean, that's a, that's a strategic move by Belichick saying, I think Cincinnati and us are both good teams at 0-2. We're going to move up, may not win our division. We'll be battling them. That's weaken them. If, if Burrow doesn't play and the backup gets dinged, instead of Will Greer, who has some talent, I think he was the West Virginia kid. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got some talent. Now you go to a kid that's just walking back into the building. So, what do you, I mean, we don't have the medical reports on Burrow. We don't know. Nobody has any clue what's going Ca- on. Calves last forever. Yeah. They're just, and you and they get re-aggravated. I think I predicted this on the air. When you get a calf injury, you're absolutely sure it's okay. 12 days in, and you're re-aggravated. I, I, I wonder if the calf is the most re-aggravated injury. You think you're like, oh, it's a little tender. Pops again. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers had a left calf and then a right calf. Okay? And then in game one, you saw what happened. Now, he's a little older than Burrow, obviously, by like, you know, 15 years. You don't want to mess around like... 
maybe maybe they just hey we're gonna put Burrow on IR four weeks on the show, but then your season's over, right? Yep, it's over. You're not coming back from 0-2 with Jake Browning in this division. Uh, final story. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts had what looked like a heated argument on the sideline. I'm sure you saw that last week. A.J. Brown not thrilled he wasn't getting the ball. Uh, the team was quick to address the incident as NBD. That's no big deal. That's what the kids say these days. Yeah. Brown echoed those thoughts yesterday. The sideline discussion, I want, you, I want you all to know that. That's what it was. It was a, a discussion. You know, uh, it's a, uh, a game that we both love, and, and I, I want everybody to understand that sometimes emotions run high. And and, that, and that's that's kind of what happened too, you know. Uh, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Doesn't mean I'm beefing with Jalen. I know everybody took that out of context, but it's not a big deal. Me and him are still on the same page. We still growing. We still trying to become great and get wins. Most importantly. Well, you can say it's no big deal, but history shows we see a couple of these, and usually the receiver's gone within a year or two. Listen, he had one of these real. last year. People hate when I say this word, but wide receivers are divas in the NFL. They well, want the ball. Occasionally. What, what a, no, there is a rich history of these well, guys. There, not there is a the ball. history. Yeah. Major. And I mean, let's keep an eye on Diggs in Buffalo. We'll see. He's in line for a big game this weekend. I think we're opposite sides on that. Um, Odell Beckham, uh, almost every stop he's been at. <laughs> like, if you don't get the ball. And Brown put up monster numbers last year. Teams are taking away the deep threat. We've talked about this. They're playing the two safeties high. No more bombs to A.J. Brown. Remember last year, he was just electrifying, just catching 50-yard touchdowns left and right. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, Tampa-Philly is a spicy game Monday. I think we're going to have a lot to say on that one on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it there. That was a strong consideration for Blazing Five. More than a consideration for I, I, I contend this is a very good Philadelphia team that doesn't quite know what they are offensively, but a very good team. Love their personnel. There's almost nothing I don't love about that team. Right now, I just don't know if what, they what know. What the injuries on the defensive oh, well, that's, side? You know what? A lot of guys. A lot of these physical teams. Baltimore's physical, banged up. San Francisco, Philly. A lot of these physical teams, that's just the way they... I mean, do they... Is it a practice thing? Is it an in-game thing? Like, it, it is It is interesting how many of the teams that have injuries are often very physical teams. Well, we've talked about this. The close games, you know how if you have win a lot of close games one year, the next year, they're not going to all break your way. Well, if you're super healthy one year and nobody gets injured, Rams Super Bowl run, Eagles Super Bowl run, it's unlikely everybody's going to be healthy again. It's tough with physical teams. Just yeah. keep an eye on these Eagles. All right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. The, um, that Trayvon Diggs injury. Oh, yoy for Dallas. That's a thing. Uh, I, I, I almost, I don't want to give this one away, but it, it's, you know how sometimes you got to be careful about analytics because, you know, analytics have made baseball more boring, right? Like, so finally baseball stepped in and said, no more defensive shift. We want more people on bases. We want the games to go faster, but analytics, there's an argument, uh, San Francisco giants, Tom Verducci just had a great article. It's making baseball more boring. It's not in the NFL. The analytics say Dan Campbell's the best coach in the NFL, and I think Dan's done a great job. I don't think he's the best coach in the NFL. But you got to be careful. You have to be careful about, um, you know, uh, contextualizing stats. So the ringer, I just want to show you, the ringer, and I don't know if we have the graph for this, but they took Russell Wilson in Seattle, and then Russell Wilson's numbers in Denver, and it was shocking. My first takeaway was, this is not what my eyes see. Completion rate, actually higher in Denver. 
Passing yards per game, higher in Denver. Touchdown rate, higher in Denver. Quarterback rating, higher in Denver. <laughs> um, rushing yards per game, pretty much the same. Passing touchdowns per 17 games, higher in Denver. So um, it, it's I, I went through all these numbers. The ringer. Um, fantasy points per game, higher in Denver. Interception rate, lower in Denver. <laughs> Touchdown rate, higher in Denver. So, And the ringer does a great job. But basically the article is Russell Wilson is basically the same quarterback in Denver as he was in Seattle. In fact, the argument here is he's a little better. So you're thinking to yourself, no, he's not. I was thinking, no, he's not. So I had to do some um, excavating. I had to grab a shovel. I had to dig, dig deep because my, my gut was telling me, oh, no, no, there's a major difference. And we'll talk about that next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar. Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at Gainbridge.io. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. 
A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Tomorrow, start Saturday strong with Big Noon Saturday as Dylan Gabriel leads 16th-ranked Oklahoma into a conference showdown against Cincinnati. The Big Noon kickoff crew gets it started live from Cincinnati at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then it's Sooners Bearcats tomorrow at noon Eastern on Fox. So I was saying I went to the ringer uh, this morning and they had this argument that uh, or this story. Russell Wilson's basically the same quarterback in Denver as he was in Seattle. And they show all the stats and you can't argue it. Right. And I and I thought to myself, that's not what my eyes are seeing. What I'm seeing this year, he's bad after the script. And so I went digging this morning. We did. And in Seattle, sure enough, not only was Russell Wilson a good fourth quarter quarterback, he was unbelievable. He led the NFL number one with 91 touchdown passes in 10 seasons, only 25 picks. This year in Denver, five TDs, four picks, one's a Hail Mary. He completed 63.5% in the fourth quarter. Again, the division was good, tougher to throw in the fourth. You often trail and they know it. This year, 57%. Uh, Both years, by the way, in Denver, I'm being told. Uh, Passer rating, 104 in Seattle. In the fourth quarter, he was magic. In Denver last year, this year, 78. He's bad in the second half. He's really, really bad in the fourth. So when you're good matters, when you're good, there's a saying, coffee's for closers. All those great Michael Jordan highlights, none are in the first quarter. All right? Okay, walk-off home runs are special. Don't get them in the second inning. In real estate, everybody can sell a house in a good economy and low interest rates. Can you sell it now? Close when others can't. When your great matters. Tony Romo isn't perceived as a great quarterback. Much better second-half quarterback than first-half. Derek Carr, is he great? 13th all-time in fourth-quarter comebacks. He just got 150 large from the Saints. He's been good in big spots in the fourth, come from behind. And with the Raiders, he was often behind. So, again, there was a term, let Russ cook. What what did they mean when they said that? Well, they wanted more of his fourth-quarter heroics in the first quarter. And so you go to Denver, he has been a bad fourth quarter with Hackett and with Sean Payton, and he was magic in Seattle. So that's the classic contextualization is when are you great? Okay, legends are born and made in the fourth quarter. It's why I defended Derek Carr for years. I've seen him come from behind so many times. He's ahead of a lot of Hall of Famers. It's why I said when Tony Romo played, I was always a Romo guy. I'm like, guys, he is really good in the second half. He's really good late. So even Patrick Mahomes, if you look at the brand of Patrick Mahomes, number one is arm talent. 1A is comeback king. John Elway, by the way, threw a lot of picks. It's not his TD to interception ratio. It's not John Elway's passer rating or completion percentage. Elway was a great fourth quarter come from behind king. Ask Cleveland. So I, I, I look at, at 
these stats, and they were a lot this morning. I didn't even know what to make of it. And I'm like, no, I remember in Seattle, I can remember so many Bucket Aikman games, Fox games, big moments, the raindrop over the defense, fourth quarter. So when you're great matters. Kirk Cousins, one o'clock window, we always joke. On script, one o'clock window, Kirk is money. Late, late game, fourth quarter, doesn't feel as big, kind of shrinks. Same with Andy Dalton. A lot of big moments for Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. Got to the playoffs. I never felt he was big in the playoff games. Big in the big moments late. That's just how it felt like to me. Greg Cosell yesterday came on the show and said, here's what the film says. I would say that the film tells me that Russell Wilson is not playing very well. He continues to have a strong tendency to leave a lot of throws on the field that are there to be made, Colin. I can't tell you how many times when you watch him on tape that he hits his back foot, doesn't even plant it, and immediately breaks down. There's really little pocket nuance and precision to his game. Um, there's just too many plays that are there, and he either doesn't see it, doesn't throw the ball, he's not been particularly accurate, he's not playing particularly good football right now within the context of the offense. And again, when you're great matters. Script is one thing. One o'clock window is one thing. Those TV games, it's fourth quarter, that's where you get paid. So something happened, I think it happened after our show yesterday, and it's a big deal. Now, we've already got six or seven great players out for the season. Um, You know, almost every team will lose a really good player at one point due to injuries. Now, there's a lot of injuries during the year. We've seen it over the years with San Francisco, and the guys usually come back. So Trayvon Diggs, the great corner, having a remarkable year out. Torn ACL in practice. Brutal. Bad for the Cowboys. Bad for him. Having a remarkable year. Mike McCarthy uh, knows how big of a deal it is. You hate to see it when any of your players, but I mean, it's just awful. You know, just the outpour of concern for him. You know, I mean, he was just playing off the charts. I mean, and that's the way he practices too. So, obviously a big blow. This is the best I've ever seen him. I mean, I, I mean, he had a great off season. His training camp was, you know, the confidence that, that he was playing with him. Mean, his ball skills are just off the charts. I've never seen anybody like him. Yeah, he was not only spectacular this year, he was allowing a passer rating of one. There's no more numbers. One. Um, here's the real problem. We've watched Philadelphia never seems to be totally healthy. They can blow people out. San Francisco, never healthy, can blow people out. Baltimore's never healthy. Get to the playoffs, win a lot of games. Dallas, to me, feels really dependent on about four players. Dak's leadership, C.D. Lamb on the perimeter, Micah Parsons' dominance, pass rushing, and Trayvon Diggs. Because of Trayvon Diggs, they're allowed to be hyper-aggressive on the back end. Dallas may be the most aggressive team in the league in the back end. Well, that's because of Trayvon Diggs. Now, Dan Quinn cannot coach that way. They were number one in the league last year and this year in takeaways. That's their secret sauce. Dak will get the publicity. The secret sauce for Dallas is they take the ball away. Better than anybody in the league. Better than San Francisco. Better than the Jets. Better than Pittsburgh. They take the ball away. Well, he's a big part of it. But he is also somebody that allowed you to play a certain way. When you watch teams play Dallas... 
Like, they, they are aware that Dallas is so aggressive, you can get burned by Dallas. And it goes, you see it on film, and you prepare that way. It's not the same now. Now, if you can slow down Micah, no easy task, going to take more chances downfield against Dallas. So they won't coach the same. Dan Quinn won't coach the same. Others won't coach the same against them. It is a major blow. And I do feel like, you know, there's, a, there's teams in this league like Pittsburgh, I don't feel is, you know, TJ Watt is really, really important because he's so great. Um, but I, you know, if you told me Najee Harris, good game, bad game, Minka Fitzpatrick, good game, bad game, I, I, I don't feel like that doesn't feel like it tilts anything. C.D. Lamb twists an ankle. I said it before the season. This offense is not the same. Micah Parsons hurt. Not the same. Trayvon Diggs really allowed you to play a certain way. So I think it is a, and, and here's the other thing. You know, we view the AFC as superior to the NFC. Well, so far, that's just not the case. Cincinnati's struggling. Buffalo has no has been great. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Like, there's some issues in the AFC. Jacksonville can't get their offense going. Kansas City is sputtered. But if you look at what a corner means in the NFC, Eagles and Washington in your division both have two, two really good receivers. Rams, San Francisco... Potential playoff teams, both with two really good receivers, Cooper Cup coming back for the Rams. Seattle and Detroit have multiple receiving threats. So the teams in the NFC that you could face in the playoffs, Eagles, Washington, Rams, Niners, Seattle, Detroit, they got multiple targets. That you need a shutdown corner. Or, or, or Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, you need two high-end corners. So I think it's a big blow for the Cowboys. Uh, it, it, what it means is now you cannot afford a C.D. Lamb, a Micah. Like now this team already felt to me a little top heavy. Now they're a lot top heavy. That's my take. May not affect them this weekend. Th this weekend against, <laughs> against Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, they, they, it definitely they, will not impact them. It won't impact them. But I mean, you're looking ahead to like an Eagles matchup in the second round of the playoffs. It's a Brown totally and different game. Yeah. That that, but again, the the receivers in the NFC are not great. Well, I I, mean, I would argue, I, I would argue, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, that those are excellent receivers. Philadelphia's got two good. You and I both, you're doing it reluctantly. Washington, no oh, stop. Washington, stop. McLaurin's an A. Is he not? Oh, I mean, I'm, well, I'm McLaurin's very good. Yeah, yeah, Dotson is very good. Okay, that's two really good oh, receivers. Sam Howell, come on. I heard people comparing Sam Howell to Russell Wilson after that performance. He's a young Russell Wilson. After one good half in Denver, are we doing this already? Three NFL starts, passer rating mid-90s. Oh, a Week 17 game, Arizona, which is the uh, awful, and, and, and right. altitude in Denver. My gosh. The I don't think Wait, I'm uh, are you picking Washington in the Blazing Five? I think Washington is just – you acknowledge that oh during a God. season wow. – They've got good personnel. You may not know much about Sam Howler, love the coach, who's been to a Super Bowl. Their personnel, D-line, receiver, yeah. running back, they've got good players. No, no, they, they definitely have good players. They got rid of the stink of the ownership. What about their coach? What about the, uh, Ron Rivera, you like him? He's a defensive coach, so I have my yeah. issues with almost all of them. Boy, Blazing well, Five, the, the people are hostile right now. When is the Blazing, Blazing Five okay. fired up? This is the week. You think I can win one you, game? I don't think you can have another bad week in a row. It just won't happen. You know, it's not going to happen. It'd be kind of funny, though. 
Is this like sitting at the roulette table waiting for... What about, like, what about, there's what about, a run of black and you're waiting for the what, red. What, if I go 0-5... You won't go 0-5. Hey, don't put that negative energy out there, man. Come on. <laughs> Manifest a 4-1. Just not the Washington Buffalo game. <laughs> you sound like Aaron Rodgers. Manifest it. Hour two next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.